recording. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Elite Physique University. I'm John Gorman, our host. We've got a very special guest in the house, Vince Pitstick, and we're going to get to him very soon. This is going to be one of those fun behind-the-scenes episodes. We don't do these often, but when we do, you guys really give a lot of good feedback, and you like to kind of be a fly on the wall. And for a lot of us, we've all attended conferences, and we've been to events and met cool people. And this, to me, is probably going to be one of my favorite episodes I've done in a long time. So more on that here soon. Let's go ahead and kick it off and talk about what's new with us, and then we'll bring Vince in. Uh, Kayla, go ahead and start with you. How's everything going with you? Have you anything cool happening? You've learned anything new the last two weeks? Um. Well, I guess like not cool happening. Um, we've actually had a lot going on in my family. Um, so my dad actually did pass away a couple of weeks ago. Um, so we've been dealing with a lot of that with funeral stuff and everything. Um, it was a very like crazy fast thing that he was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. And then it was like two months and like, that was it. Uh, so it like really sucks, but at the same time, it like gave me closure to like be there and stuff and to have that time with him and everything. So yeah, it's just been dealing with all of that stuff and just the runaround of that. But, um, other than that, um, prep still continues. Um, we're about six and a half weeks in now. Um, and that's going pretty well. Had a diet break last week and we're right back down to where we were. I'm getting leaner. Um, it's really, really cool to see where I'm at now compared to where I started last prep. Like last prep, I started at like 122 and right now I'm like 131.8 this morning. And like, I'm already leaner than I it's was like yeah. four two, you guys that's like a massive amount of weight <laughs> four two is that what you said I'm fucking one nine thank you very much <laughs> uh so I'm just excited to get to that point when we're lean and like see what I have built because like I can see it kind of right now but it's just like it's exciting so that's fun um otherwise just like client stuff coaching um lifting all the things like as per usual so that's that's my life great what about you Jay Things are pretty damn good, man. I don't have, you know, uh, things are good. Last week I was, you were just talking about, I was in St. Charles, uh, Aiden's last games as a, you know, non-collegiate player. So I, you know, took off to there and got an Airbnb and we had fun. Um, good games, good eats. St. Charles is really a cool little city, actually, yeah, or town, whatever you want to call it. Uh, all cobblestone streets, just really, really cool. Um you know, uh, as far as uh, Scooby Prep, my brand rebranding's about done. Scooby Health is 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 there. Uh, I'm pushing Scooby U even harder now. Uh, I've hired someone to help me, and um, just bringing that along. There will be a landing page soon under the Scooby Health brand uh, on you know my webpage, and um, just bringing that along. And you know, still getting a lot of good feedback. And I'm already taking registrations for the next course in September. Um, so just good stuff, man. Um, gosh, I don't know. There's actually so much good stuff going on. I'm not even sure what else to tell you, all, but uh, just blessed. And um, Scooby Health keeps build, growing. My clientele keeps growing, doing good stuff. My coaches are going, doing good stuff. So, man, I'm, I'm good, man. I love it, man. I'll, I'll give a real quick rundown of mine real quick, and then we'll get to the man of the hour. Um, we just launched our new protein powders. Jason, I think you and I did a Q&A, and we had already talked about that, but the chocolate peanut butter, the natural chocolate peanut butter has been selling like crazy, and then the chocolate peanut butter cookie blended has been selling like crazy. Um, and just just blessed. Everything's growing like crazy. We got wholesale yeah, accounts coming on left and right. Um, so things are growing there. Clients are doing amazing this year. I haven't had a client place less than second place and had like four pro cards, four, five, six overalls. Not a lot of clients competing, but they've all been just crushing it. So very, very blessed. Uh, had good people. I just do my job and they listen and they fucking execute. And that, as we all know, makes life easy. It makes us look really, really good. So um, yeah, I'm just super, super fortunate. But Vince, let's get to you, man. Um, you've been on the podcast. You're no no stranger to the show. You've been on this podcast, Jason's old sister podcast, Excellence Cartel. You've been all over the place, man. We've all kind of interacted. Um, real quick, just give us an idea of what your last couple weeks have been like. Well, we are, you know, first off, just shout out to Jason. If, if people, you know, if they're wondering, I think we're you know, the future of coaching is going. If you're a macro coach or you're just a trainer and you're starting to get into nutrition or you know uh 
I just, I see, I see a future where all of these coaches that maybe started in fitness, they're going to end up in health. I'm, it's an absolute fact. It's a fact. I, I think that we, we, we militarize the, um, the fitness space because really they get healthy and they, they get aesthetic. Some get into the, you know, elite, you know, kind of physiques, right. Uh, and do some of that, which I've enjoyed in my career. But I think a lot of them are going to find that this new space is just flooding open and um, they're going to find a huge career there. And just watching Jason's, you know, trajectory and, to give them a little nudge, finally take some of the suggestions and really just watching it all finally start to do, 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 which I, I knew would happen at some point. Uh, it just provides a very clear path of like, I think long-term career for individuals that are interested in them, you know? Um, so anyway, but same thing on our front, we are, we, my coaching company is actually going to become a full, we're going to become an alternative health company. So all of our, everything's kind of changing and we're going to try to go up against some of the big boys uh, and put my hat in the ring. So I'm having to learn so much about corporate structures and, and, you, you know, employee benefit packages, uh, you know, cause we've got about a team, all the companies are about 150 staff and trying to figure out, you know, these, these layers where of being a CEO and not be in the business at all. And that's been Taking my hands off the art of coaching has been hard. I've got my client base rolled down, but it's an exciting time. Um, and uh, we're partnering with some pretty big players to bring in some venture capital. And I'm learning all about that. I don't know anything about it. And, uh, you know, I feel like brand new again, you know, like entrepreneurship constantly humbles you because if you're not growing, then you're never the new guy. Uh, you know what I mean? And every time I try to go to a next level, I'm the new guy again, and I have to be okay with that. Instead of just sitting in my little level of expertise, being like, I know everything all the time. I've got to constantly grow and, and uh, you know, feel like the guy in the gym for the first day again. And uh, that's all right. But it's great. It's great. Huge opportunity. Super blessed. Very excited for a lot of the um, the things that Jason and I have been doing as well. And so it's good. My birthday yesterday. So I win on that. Mm -hmm. One more day Happy around the Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's been good. We think he turned 40. We're not sure. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, I said we think he turned forty. We're not sure. No, we, we, we hadn't checked the dates. We hadn't even looked. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Man, that that's great to hear that that you're doing so well, and it's been fun to watch your growth over the years. I think I know I first met you back in 2000, 2018 at the Physique Summit. Um, you were there. You and Jason set up some stuff with New Ethics, and I remember having the Q and A panel. And I don't know if people know this story or not, but I'm going to tell it real quick. Um, just kind of frame a little bit more about who you are. We were at my conference. It's, it's a good-sized conference, about 150 people there. There are some of the top speakers in bodybuilding, right? It wasn't a lot of functional stuff yet. Yes. And we're all sitting up there doing a Q&A. Jason's sitting over to the side because he was on Q&A panel day two. And someone asked a question about birth control. We all fucking stumbled up there. And I remember looking straight at you and I didn't know you that well, but I knew you looked the answer. I looked over at Jason. Jason was looking at you and it's like, Jason, I read and I like read each other's mind. And I just looked at you and I said, Hey Vince, why don't you come up here? Vince oh. fucking walks right up there in front of 150 fucking people, crushes the question, answers it, and then gives a little bit extra information. And that's when I knew right out of the gate, I was like, all right, so th this guy's got something. He, he He's knowledgeable, but he can go educate people. And that's, I wanted to start off with that story because you started the, the hybrid health summit. So well, I want you, to John, I'm telling you when I, I sat, this is the funny story. So doing this podcast, part of it's full circle. Cause when I sat back there and I looked what you did and, and I looked at all the young minds that were in that room, you know what I mean? And, I, and I'm looking at them and they're, they're thirsting for, for more information in there. And they're, and you can see the wave that's, that was coming and that is coming. And I'm like, man, you know, in my mind, I love bodybuilding, but I knew in my heart that if you took the bodybuilding process, right, and you applied it to disease management or, or any other outcome, that you could create incredible things, right? That was the thesis, essentially, and I knew you could do it. And I'm looking at all these people in this room, and I'm like, man, if I could just activate all these people, blah, 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 blah and, and I could magnify what I knew was true on massive scales, right? And so I'm watching you do this thing and I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. This size, this is, this is what I'm going to do. 
And uh, I just didn't know how I was going to do it yet. So I remember being at that conference. So it's funny that you brought that up. And I'm always so nervous. I can talk to doctors all day, but in front of my peers and coaching, when you call me up, I look smooth. I have, a, I have just down half an energy drink and I walked up there. And had, <laughs> I'm up there in my mind doing like, oh my God, I've had a panic attack because I don't care if doctors judge me, but if coaches judge me at the time, I was really worried about that. I remember that. And that helped me break the mold that like, no, talking to coaches is in front of coaches. It's going to be what I do. And then now here we are. And then the hybrid health summit was what it was. So John, it's kind of full circle. That's why I was like, when Jason wanted me to come on and talk about this, I was like, it's perfect. You know? Yeah, it really is. Cause I remember when John was talking about, you know, who, who, how do we, how do we get this functional thing in, into play? And he's like, man, I want you to do this presentation. And I'm like, I don't think I can do it in that amount of time. And I was like, you know, I'm going to do my best, but Vince really taught me most of this. And I was like, he's got to be there, you know? And um, so even then I tried to give you credit and I was I like, he's got he's to, I was like, he's got to be at this thing. If I'm going to do this, he's got to be at this thing. So that kind of got us all kind of running really, you know, I, I kind of forgot about all that too, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I, sorry to diverge as well, John, but, but uh, that was, I think a good, good set, good thing to bring up. Yeah. yeah. I, do what you you know you never know you throw a million seeds out there and then one goes you know it's like Chinese bamboo tree you know what I mean so and and I think that's important too we'll talk a little bit later on about the importance of attending events just in general yeah. because you never know who you're going to meet who you do business with what connections you make down the road Jason and I have been saying that at all of our elite physique university seminars or just wherever we're all at speaking. So Vince, I do want to go ahead and jump right into this. Um, if you would kind of give a quick uh, overview of the event, the location, how many attendees you had and the speakers. And I know it's hard to remember all of this, yeah. like you had a whole panel. So Kayla, you and Jason were there. So yeah. that's kind of cool. You three were there. So it's, you all can chime in too. Uh, but kind of break that down for us, if you would. Hybrid Health Summit was the, was the first, uh, even though it was a coaching emphasis, it was a functional health coaching, full three-day experience um, where we were trying to merge medicine and fitness professionals and at one place where they were all equals, right? They were all about fighting lifestyle disease, learning to take functional tools either in business or in practice and go out there and build your ministry, build, you know, tend your flock and be able to obviously exponentially grow your, you know, your impact and your income. And that's, so it was everything from hardcore medicine, like science research to coaching protocols to business building, right? Every, we wanted the whole suite because so many people get out there, they want to help people, but they have no clue how, then they learn kind of how, and they still, many times they don't have the systems or, or the support group to like get it off the ground and be a professional organization. It's like a lot of one man shows out there. And we want organized business professionals running professional businesses, helping hundreds and hundreds of people. And so it was our, it was our first, I call it the back signal to the rest of the, to the industry that we're here and we're not going anywhere and we're going to grow like, we're going to spread like a virus because that's, it's, 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 in, it's uh, it, it just catches people in their hearts and their minds, you know? Yeah. And I know, um, you know, like I said, the, the biggest ones that I've ever ran were the physique summit. We haven't done those in a long time since COVID, but honestly, it's it's kind of bodybuilding. You can only get so many people in and then you're it's it's you're not see, hearing a lot of the new stuff. Right. So this I, it's, what you guys are doing is very cool. But what I want to say was the attendees like we could get up to one hundred and fifty attendees. How many did you guys end up having? Do you remember off the top of your head? Uh, a total, we had about uh, five hundred and seventy online wow. person. Yeah. Mostly wow. in person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, first one, it was, it was one. an electric event. I mean, I, I'll share more as we go, but yeah, it, it really was. It really so was. So what we did was the idea was, is that that inspiring thing that you got inside that you want to help people. I don't care how you want to help. I don't care if you want to help build a better body. I don't care if you want to help someone come up, overcome diabetes, that same feel. A lot of people have that feeling and we wanted to bring them all together. And you're all practitioners now. You're all the same. Right. Because we want you integrating. We want you working together. We want you learning from each other. Right. Because, uh, you know, a functional medicine doctor can learn something from a, from a nutritionist or a personal trainer and a personal trainer, vice versa. So let's stop talking about ourselves in terms of what our title is and talk about what our, you know, what our, what our main desires are and that we're here to learn from each other and get better because not one place has all the answers. Right. And, and that's, 
that's what it was about. So it was a bit of giving you a little bit of everything at the seminar and you could pick your experience. So we had two, uh, two, um, 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 breakaway. Oh. Yeah. Between one breakaway and then main stage. And you could either go the business route or you could go to the functional medicine route. Or there was also coaching. You could kind of pick your experience to tailor it to what you were there for. I love it. Uh, let's talk a little bit more. We'll talk about the breakdown here in a bit. Uh, talk about some of the speakers that you got because you got some pretty big name speakers. Um, you had a lot of people that were extremely intelligent, successful. Maybe people didn't know who they were because they weren't as big of a name. Doesn't matter. You had a hell of a panel. Talk about some of the speakers that you selected. So, in, so we divided it into three areas. We had like our fitness um, experts. We had our coaching functional experts. And then we had our medical experts. Okay. And we wanted to load up those three categories for the most part. We also did. One of the big things at the end that I want to talk about in the business side is where I'll put it is also just the inspiring part. The, the Tony Robbins kind of esque of, of, is what we wanted. So we had brought in um, some of his former uh, closing team, Nick Santos Santos. I'm, I'm saying his name wrong. Anthony Stasso, I think. Anthony Stasso, excuse me. He was lights out. Killer. Killer. In that area, we had... Um, we had a few other speakers that really focused like Phil Heath, but he was in the fitness professional professional side that talked about mindset. We also, of course, had, um, you know, um, uh, Chris Bumstead in the, in the, in the fitness side, um, which was great. So we wanted to represent our trainers or aesthetic coaches. And, and the funny thing is about Phil and Chris is they have actually very functional backgrounds. I mean, Phil did a lot of things that were biohacking and he, he did some things to help him not use as much gear through his career. Chris had to go functional because of his autoimmune disease and it actually improved him. Like, and he talks a lot about that, that after that, I think it was the second win, you know, the kidney shut down, he had to find another way. And because of that, he actually looked better every year after that. So it just proved that functional and macro performance, fitness, aesthetic nutrition at a real place together. And then however far you want to take that, you want to lean hardcore functional, you want to be really aesthetic, go with it. You know, take the, take the journey and grow where you want to grow. Jason's a perfect example. All of us, right? I think at a certain point. But so that was on that side. Then uh, just through the straight coaching, obviously representing some of the companies. We had, we had Jason there. We had Alan Crest. Alan Crest is a partner with me. Uh, in uh, Metabolic Mentor, which is the university, the functional school that I launched. That was the kind of the funding background to a certain degree of the whole event. Um, and then we had a lot of, you know, great medical professionals there, um, you know, between uh, Rob Common uh, Eric. He's actually one of the leading endocrinology hormone specialists that also does cardiac. So he knows how steroids affect the heart and how to manipulate some of that. So to talk the medicine side, but also the nutrition side was fantastic. We had some great individuals in business there. We had IFCA, so Aaron and Jordan Duggar. Uh, we had Will Webb from Lead Strategy. We had all, um, all kinds of different members uh, from all those different groups. And uh, it was it was great. Dr. Pompa, uh, Dr. Pompa, uh, Dr. Ben Carrie Adi. Jones. Yes. Carrie Jones. Yeah. Carrie Jones, yeah. Dr. Was, Carrie Jones, was... who's now at MMU, and she, she's the mm -hmm. queen of hormones. I mean, she's incredible. Dr. Papa took the house down with yep. uh, what we talked about in, um, you know, immunological and autophagy and stuff like that. And uh, so again, that was, we had Cameron Matheson, uh, you know, he's one of the actually, you know, one of some of the most TV shows and, and movies in history. He was the, he'd been affected by it. Almost everybody that was there, almost every one of them, either in one way had learned from my systems I've been building or their lives had impacted because we also had the celebrity part of there was Shaq. Yeah. And Shaq is working with Alan Kress and Alan's using our systems on mm -hmm. not just, but his whole family. And it's changed every one of their lives. And even though he had to have a hip replacement two days before, he still did virtual zoom in because he, his life's been changed by two. And um, so it was just, it was a moment where like, we really could show that like, I don't care, celebrity, aesthetic coach, doctor, you know, our method the 4F method is legitimate because all of these individuals have shown up here almost for free, by the way, at first, because it was hard to afford. We'll get into some of that to afford all the speaker fees. Um, but a lot of them just did it in the, in the initial because their lives have been impacted. 
You know, I, I love it. And it makes me, now that we've got a really good snapshot of what event one was, um, when did you actually first start thinking very specifically about the Hybrid Health Summit? Yes, I, I've been dreaming about it for a couple of years. Uh, um, you know, obviously, uh, we have been doing some seminars. I've kind of been speaking around the country at, at different events, watching how different companies did it. Um, obviously, with, um, you know, our group with Jeff Black, uh, and the rest of the team, um, you know, we had done enough of them too and saw, you know, the, what we could probably bring in as well. And I said, I want to bring it all together now. I don't want to go to a medical seminar and, and learn research and then have to go somewhere else and somewhere else. I want to bring it all together. Yeah. So it's it been about a year and a half in the making. And uh, so we, we decided when I finally decided to launch it, I knew I had two people. So it was like, if I could get Phil there, Right. And and then I know I could have Dr. Pampa, which I'm a part of a, a platinum program with him. I, I had my two speakers that I knew I could draw people in from certain places. I was like, I know I can go grab enough people to make this thing incredible. So then I went into a planning phase. So once I had the vision um, for me, I'm big on vision. So I journal. So when I get an idea, I'll spend them in the morning when I want to do something new. I'll kind of clear my mind, stretch meditation. I'm big on that. And then I start journaling my thoughts about what I want just to get it out of my head and the create the creative part of me going instead of running the business all day. Then I outlined a little bit of it. Like, what are the high points of what I really want to accomplish? Some of my target audience, what is the mission? You know, and, 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 and then from there, uh, now it's about bringing in key individuals that can manage the different tasks because you can't do it yourself if you try to do it on right. a Scale, right? I would say to anybody, if you're going to do a conference, start smaller, get your legs underneath you. I had a lot of experience in hosting conferences and I've been to a lot of conferences where I spoke and I, I knew I had a lot of the key players that I could pull off a huge event for my first one. Uh, 500 is not huge, but I mean, the three day, I mean, it's a bigger event. I would start with maybe a two day, something smaller, bring in some, some speakers and Start a little smaller, but I knew I could pull it off if I reached for the stars, and we got lucky. We did, you know, it, it went great. Did you? Uh, when did you start looking at doing the math, um, or did you have someone on your team that did the math to say, okay, hey, I need this many speaker, I, I need this many attendees to at least reach break even or get in that ballpark? When did you start to kind of see those numbers? So. People should realize first that if you're going to throw an event, you better have a product. So like, if you're just going to throw an event to throw an event, then the event has to make money. But if you have an offer, so if you have something that you're going to offer at the end, the event can actually take a hit and everyone should be aware. Typically your first event, if you want enough people to come and, and you want to have enough speakers, you're probably going to take a loss. Like I, on the event itself, like number of attendees, um, based on it, I wanted to spoil them with the experience. So I was, my theory was, I'm going to create an experience that no one's going to forget. And then next year I'll make money or the year after. So that's for me, if you're going to throw events, that's how you have to think, right? Uh, what is my second event going to you know, do or third event going to do based on the experience I give on the first one? Because getting people to go to a conference, your very first conference, if you're unproven, you're, you're not going to get as many people. Unless you've got a huge following, maybe you can. But even followings doesn't mean people are going to show up. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, what we did was we wanted to create such an amazing experience that we knew if we took a loss on the first one, which we planned on it, that it was going to pay off in many other areas um, that we couldn't totally quantify that we knew would work out in the end for us, right? So it's, word of mouth. Yeah, word of mouth. And we did that. We shot a, a, a rocket launcher. So next year is going to be interesting when we because we already got people buying tickets and they don't even know what they're buying for. We haven't put any of the speakers up yet. We got we've already got I don't know 70, 80 tickets sold and they're just they're just pre-buying off the experience, right? So most of the time, just so everybody knows, statistically speaking, because we went and talked to I went to so many people had done it before me, and I got a chance to get in a room with them. You usually double your second year. So it's like if you get 80, don't worry, you'll have 160 next year. If you had 160, don't worry, you have 320. You know, and so us getting about 400 in person, we're planning for about 800 to 1,000 on our next one. Now it's uh, still, I mean, a lofty goal. 
So going into it, John, the first thing that I did was I set out a general just budget of what I knew I could afford. And then, and then I, we offer courses that people can buy at the end, or if they work with one of my other companies, I partnered with other, you know, I had, um, uh, we had a booth set up for, for, um, obviously, uh, collaborative, um, you know, businesses and stuff like that. I sold some of those booths, but some of those were my businesses. So I knew if they capitalized that I would see it on the back end at some time. And that really the conference was just to one, it was to kind of validate my, the expertise of our university of my, of the method that I designed. And then also, uh, what we call like, um, uh, what's the word we like to use here? Um, it's expert sharing. So it's like, if I keep referring to Jason as an expert and keeps referring to me and what I say as an expert, you have to build each other's credibility faster than, than you just saying you made everything and that you did everything. And so like people don't want to do that. They don't want to give credit when they're online. They'll talk about, I don't care if you copy me, give me credit and then I'll give you credit back on something else because that's what builds you faster. People don't realize that. They want to be the alpha. I know everything. So I'm coming for me as if I'm the one that said it first. And so when you do events like this, you give a chance to do that and build each other's credibility for your audience. And that is invaluable. You know, anything that you want to do. So it's all the intangibles that actually make a conference more important than the money that you make at your first conference. So if you go in being like, I mean, you need to make money right now. Doing conferences is not for you, right? You can do small group. Jay, you want to share on this a little bit? Yeah, I mean, like, so the small group, Vince nailed it. You know, when you're doing that and you don't really have an offer, um, you know, it, it's about the 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 dollars you're going to make off the ticket sales. And so it comes down to how many speakers am I going to have? What am I going to pay them? And um, what's my venue cost and what's my ticket price? I mean, it's yeah. not that terribly hard math. Are you offering a little lunch? You got to pull that out, things like that. But you know, that's what it's got to come down to at the smaller event. Um, you know, John's run mediums and I, he probably does very similar math is my guess. It sounds like Vince just wanted to knock, you wanted to knock it out of the park and you're like, I was going to say, you know, you're going to, you're, it was more like, here's my budget. I don't know that it's going to be paid back or not, but I've got all these other things and next year I'm going to, I'm going to crush it on it. So, I mean, yeah, what exactly. what was your what was your budget and how far did you go over it? <laughs> we're getting that. So <laughs> I went over. I figured numbers. It's gonna be. I don't. It's gonna be hard for people to relate. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring it back to something smaller. Yep. So if you're somebody that's trying to make yourself to increase your expertise in an industry, one what none of one of the better ways is to throw a conference and bring other experts there, right? And so you have to ask yourself, why am I throwing the conference, right? And ultimately, I think everyone's going to do a lot better if you throw a conference because your main goal is to just provide value and you worry a little less about the dollars that I'm, what am I getting in return at first, right? Because these things have so many different ways of pouring back into you that you, you need to be able to write, you can write all the intangible uh, profitability of this through your name recognition, through connections, through proximity, through social media. The biggest thing on these events is the social media you get from it. If you have somebody there cutting it, using it correctly, um, you get so much content that would have cost you so much to try to bring these people in at any other time that you begin to realize the net value of a, of a conference, even a small one, is really high. And so for me, on your first event, if someone's going to do it, just try to break even on the actual event, but give people an experience they're not going to forget. And then you're just going to see it pour back into you in so many different ways. But you got to trust that. You got to get to that place to have that confidence in yourself. Um, and then every event after that, maybe you can, you'll start to make money on tickets and, and a lot of the other things. So when you get to an event that's large this size, I went into it and said, if I lost, this is how I started. I said, if I lost, I could, what could I afford to lose? And the amount we, we predicted based on if we had, so we worked backwards. How many university sales or sales from supplements would we have to make essentially in order to make up a certain amount? Because there was no way in an event this size, you're going to make money back on the tickets, not even close. 
uh, your ticket price would have to be so high. And we aren't doing this for just a few elites in a room to charge $700 or a thousand. We want to bring in as many people as we can for the experience. So we went that route. Now there are high ticket sales you can do in small, especially for business or, or high level individualized coaching. But we were so expanded between personal like um, empowerment, medicine and everything. We were trying to be pretty inclusive. And so when you're inclusive, you actually start with a lower price and you're counting on volume, not counting on the on high ticket. But if right. you want to get very target specific, like John, if you were just going to talk about, this is how you make the best preps in the world. And I'm going to show a small group of people, you can really go high ticket because you're, you're, you're really hitting on something that something the target market exactly needs. Right. That makes sense. So, so identifying your market will tell you a lot about where you kind of go with the project. And so for us, I had set an initial budget of a quarter of a million. And then I was okay. Well, I'd set up for 200,000 minutes. I was okay if I lost somewhere around 200 to a quarter of a million dollars because I believe that my team could sell certifications to help us break even. So that came out to, if you do our top, you know, one of our top certifications, that would mean if we had, you know, up to uh, about, and we looked at other conferences that we had run, we had had about, you know, it'd be 120 there, 140 that had been run by some of the organizations, Jay, that we had done, some of those events. We knew that if we had at least four months, which we didn't get that, we only got three months due to schedules of celebrities and stuff. We only had three months. We knew that if we got 500 people there, we are able to sell, you know, uh, we would need uh, even of the 10K certifications. If we were able to sell um, essentially uh, 20 of those, we would make that 200K back, right? So what we did was we, I'd set my net budget, but knowing that I got a venue, I planned for at least 500, or I planned for up to 800. We didn't know. So the room had to be 800. So you have the ballroom and all of that. You got to plan all that in advance. And then usually whatever number you want to try to hit, you can pretty much cut that in half. You can double your expenses and that's what will be your first event. So if I'm like, I think I can get 400 people to show up and I think it's going to cost me $20,000. You're going to get 200 people and it's going to cost you double. That's, that's a safe bet. And if you can handle losing that, do the bigger events up front, if that makes sense. So what what did you end up, what did the whole event cost? If you have that number off the top of your head, just total cost now, to put the event on. Now, we had done some extra hotel rooms. And remember, I went to the nines. I had a huge God-lighted free alcohol on Saturday. I brought in a, I brought in a, uh, like a circus Olay group to, to go through the event yeah. hall. Like, That's cool. We, I wanted to see... If I spent everything and I was just like, I'm not going to care. I'm going to give them the experience. And I, I have a lot of faith, John. So I believe that God was going to answer me when I, when it, when it called. So was, for me, that's part of how I build my businesses it is on that. I just throw it out there and I just, I believe it's going to come back to me. And then I tell you're responsible, but it's worked really well in my favor. So I spent $375,000 on the event. Now, you, you can get one of these events done for 150, okay? You could get one of these events done for 150, 175 if you've got the right teams, okay? For sure. But the venue itself, and then you have to sign deals when you do larger events like this. So if I want the ballroom like that, a lot of times you've got to commit to a certain number of rooms. Yeah, in the hotel. And then, and, and then there's a food and drink minimum. Yep. Uh, which was 80,000 for us, which you can get a little lower other places. We wanted it to be in Miami because it was cold uh, that time of year. We felt there's all directs there as well. So picking your location is key. We're going to go to a different spot because I didn't love the hotel rooms. Uh, they, they said it'd be better, but it is what it is. We had, it didn't be perfect. So you're usually in for about the venue alone 
with hotel rooms, if, if you don't book out all the hotel rooms, you got to pay for a couple of those. You're going to be in for about a hundred. Uh, but you can get it down to about 60 or 70. Yeah. You can get so, it down so, so you started to talk about event two and that's actually next here on our notes. Um, what are the plans for event two and who are you looking at to speak? Are you taking applications for speakers? Like what's, what's that looking like? If, if you can say any names or are you looking for speakers? Cause I happen to know maybe a guy or two that might volunteer just saying. Yeah, we have our, we have our speaker kind of search going on right now. We actually start. So we took time off because we were repositioning after the event, just so everybody knows, I think this is important. So if you want to know about taking big risks, when I took that risk, we actually, we ended up selling just from the university. We made about $60,000 over the expense in just university on MMU. But then what the, the jumps in new ethics, the medical clinic, um, and a lot of other things, we probably made on our first event, a hundred thousand. Nice. So, so understand that if you have the right offer on the back end and you're confident that you have a sales team that can sell it, take more risk up front to provide the experience because then they're going to be ready to, to move forward. They're going to trust you. And, and, and it's, you know, it's propelled everything that I'm doing on a level that I was not ready for. Uh, and so that's okay. We're getting ready. And uh, so now we're taking, so we took time off to reimagine it a little bit more. How are we going to beat it? How are we going to make it better? And we know that we're going to need a venue space. We, we finally think we have it. It's either going to be Fort Lauderdale or Dallas. Yeah, we don't have it. We don't figure it out yet. We'll have it figured out next week. And then we have a few big speakers in mind uh, that we're about to announce next week. I can't announce some of them here. Yeah, we're going to do some big announcements. And we are. We're taking right now, we are taking, uh, like, you know, uh, applications, if you were for speakers. Uh, and then also, I think the thing that's important to know is that all the sponsors that we had absolutely crushed it. All had a lot of sales. Booths were full because we made sure to make the experience integrated with their booths. And so we're really excited about our sponsorship potentials this year and the sheer numbers that we're going to have. Love it. Um, if for people out there listening, we do have a lot of people that speak and they are interested in the application process. Who do they yeah. need to get a hold of? And Kayla, can you put that in the show notes by chance? Vince, what what website should they reach out to? So first, if you want to check, we'll start, we're gonna start loading some people up there soon. They can go to hybridhealthsummit.net, the dot com we have now too. It'll be up here soon. Uh, and we'll start adding speakers as we go. Uh, I will say we do have Dr. Pompa. We do have uh, Ben coming back. Ben was incredible. Uh, we will have Megan Del Corral, Dr. Kerry Jones. Uh, we will have uh, myself, of course, Ellen Kress. Uh, Jay, I'm, I'm sure I haven't got a verbal commitment from you yet. I'm, I'm, in. I'm guessing you'll be there. I, I, so, I guess I will. I'm I, in. And then we... This year, though, John, everybody almost did it. The only way I was able to pull that off at that size, you could have done it with half the speakers, and I really recommend people do that at first. Start with smaller speakers amounts and then have them go up twice. If you want to do two or three days, yep. have them go up multiple times because we had so many speakers. If they had not done it for free between our panels and all the stuff, you can do panels and all kinds of stuff. You don't need to have as many. I have way too many almost. And if everybody had charged me, that would have been an additional with the root with the people that I had there would have been another $175,000 for sure. Right. Yeah. So this year I'm going to end up having to pay up. And so we're, we're being a bit more strategic. We're going to go heavy on the experience. We really took a lot of feedback forms. Uh, and uh, we're going to be really key with some of those speakers this year. We're still going to have a breakout for sure, but they actually really love those panels. We need to spend more time with the panels more, more working through business problems in that room, really like hands-on, like, uh, and then really they love the inspirational getting into some of the, the technical parts of coaching. So, uh, we're going to, we're going to do a lot more of that and more networking. They wanted more networking. So we're going to give it to them. And Perfect. so right now they can go, they can check out the site, hypercustomer.net, but then they also can send an email, um, to us at there's info at, Hold on, I'm blanking now on that one. Uh, just for right now, they can go ahead. It's uh, 
Michael M would use this one because he's the director, but I don't know if the, if, uh, I think it's easier if we do Michael, uh, Michael's email because he's the one evaluating them. So let me give you this. It is, um, do Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-M at nutritiondynamic.com. And then I believe if you go to the website, it is hybrid health info at hybrid health summit. Um, okay, got it. Yep, we will make sure we get that on there. And Kayla's putting in the show notes now as we speak. Jason, I want to throw it over to you yep. and then Kayla next because um, you were there. And then Vince yep. answered last. Yep. What was your favorite part of the event? Let's try and keep it a little short because I know we're running a little bit close on time. But what was what stood out to you, Jay? Like, what was the thing, man? Well, I mean, I think, you know, it's hard to say one thing because, I mean, I was, you know, I was pretty moved by a few things, to be honest with you. Um, number one, uh, I got to have my team all come and learn some high-level shit, which was really cool. And I think the people that did come from my team really developed a bond. I know Kayla and um, Jane created a podcast while we were there. I decided to rebrand while I was there um, yeah. and ran it by them. So those are all things where you're inspired, right? So I think, you know, if someone is grizzly and old as me can be inspired by something and you know that, you know, the young people coming in really should be there. Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I've known I've known Vince for a long time. I've seen his career trajectory. Uh, he's my mentor in the functional space and obviously, you know, an innovator at bar none. Um, and so to watch him kind of come full circle and tell his story of how he struggled um was probably one of one of my favorites um as far as like inspirational goes and then as far as information and knowledge it would be between dr pompa and when vince talked about oid because again i'm not oid certified but it really helped me with my weight loss resistance clients and what i do and so like i took away not only inspiration to take in trajectory of my brand but I also got better as a coach. And I mean, I, I've been doing this 15 years and I was on the, you know, I spoke, but I'm, I'm there getting better. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then I do have to say being on that stage was pretty fucking powerful, man. Like there was a lot of freaking powerful people up there and I got to speak. And uh, I do think it's the, it's the best uh, talk I ever gave. So it elevated my game. You know, I, I rose to the occasion and I was, I was glad to see that. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm just telling you right now for people that are already like, Oh man, I got to pay for this. I got to pay for that save now. Like you've got 10 months. Like you really should be there if this is the career you want. Like we have early birds want to get on there now. I would, I would buy it. Yeah. I'd yeah. buy it now. Yeah. 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 But I mean, as far as you hotel, start saving now. The ticket's probably what half price or something early bird Vince. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can get your early bird and then save your other shit for the next 10 months. So there's really no reason not to be there. What about you, Kayla? Well, um, I have to say like, first of all, this was, probably my favorite event that I've ever been to for conference oh, yeah. like, for real. And it's, it's because of that, like, like no idea how scared I was. <laughs> and, and I just knew that you're, you're worth it. Everyone that comes, everyone that dreams, everyone that's like, they, they were down on a lot. You know, that's what it was. It was, it was pain, purpose, prosperity. Like every coach has suffered. That's why they want to help other people. They suffered from some problem. They couldn't get their biceps big enough. They got sick. They didn't feel like enough. You know, so you get into the field because you have a desire to help others, right? And that's what the unifying thing was. We wanted everyone to understand that that's what makes you great and that you can have a huge career changing lives. But because you suffered, it's not in spite of people think, oh, I was a loser or I'm stupid, so I can't have this business. No, it's because you're that that you relate to everybody else, which is why you can help them the best. Right? I was a fuck. Oh, excuse me. I was a mess up. And because I'm a mess up, I knew how to help other people because I've been through it, you know, in medical issues and then also as a coach. Right. So it's, it's, it's thank you for, for sharing yeah. that. No. And it's like exactly true because I went through my own hormone stuff and functional issues. And then I found Jason and then I started to be like, ask Jason, like, how do I learn this stuff? Well, I only fixed you because of Vince. So it all goes full circle. <laughs> right. So it's all like because of Vince. So yeah. I just was like this, like really inspired me and it just like made me really solidify this is like what I want to do as a coach and stuff and to help other athletes other just regular people too and and just the fact of like 
how it was all the medical professionals, coaches, like athletes all together as equals that made me as a coach feel very included because sometimes I feel like as coaches, we're like, oh, we can't like say this or like, we don't like know as much kind of thing, whatever, you know, because we don't have a medical degree, you know, and it's, we all do different things. We all work together. So that, that for me was like the best part about it. So it wasn't like one specific thing. Cause everything was awesome. Um, and just like the hype of the whole thing, like we were throwing around beach balls and like at like eight o'clock in the morning and Vince comes out on stage, just like, woo, like crazy, like throwing beach balls at everyone. And we're just like, okay, like this is awesome. right. <laughs> like That's does right. Vince ever sleep? But, yeah. <laughs> but it was but great. Listen, um, I'm excited for next year. So this is I mean, I, I, as, as Kayla's coach, I mean, you know, I can, I can see where after the conference, she really did was more inspired. I mean, she's dug in right. more. Um, you, it seems like she's even more confident. Um, I'm sure that's all the support we've given her too, but it's also that conference. I feel like even all my coaches, Jane, everyone, um, like I said, they started that podcast and you know, all that, you know, that's hard to do if you, if you suffer from imposter syndrome. Right. So um, I, I really think it, it was a big impact on a lot of people's lives. To John's point, to John's point, that doesn't happen without proximity. You have to, you have to touch it to, you have to feel it and see it up close to then know you can do it. Like if you can't see it, you're not going to know how to do it, right? Because you you might be able, someone can write you the, the notes. Here's exactly how you create impact. Go follow this. But if you don't believe you can do the thing that you're being asked to do, you might as well have not gotten the instructions anyway because it's not going to happen. That's why, which I call proximity, being close to these individuals, getting feedback, almost being able to touch them so that you know it's real and then you leave and you take action on that. And that's those massive action steps after a conference are the life-changing trajectory moving experiences that will totally change your life. So you have to go to these conferences. Yep. If you have to, if you have to watch it virtual, do your thing, it's still better than nothing. But in person, feeling that, I mean, Kayla, to your point, I've been getting emails still. It was like people are saying, it changed my life. I experienced some experience. I walked away from depression. I was thinking about suicide and now I want to coach others. Like, it was like, I took a week off and halfway almost cried on and off. I'm going to be honest with you. Cause it was like, it was everything that I ever felt. Um, and I laid it out for you guys in a work of art that I'm like, Hey, I could lose a lot of money or I could, I could change the world. So we're just going to, we're going to seven 11 roll the dice on this thing. And it, and it, you know, it was what it is. And we're not stopping because every coach that's out there, they're unlimited and they don't even know it. And the whole reason that they're unlimited is because they suffered. If a, if a doctor's never suffered, he doesn't know how to help somebody like someone who suffered. That's why coaching is the future. Coaching is the future. If people don't know yet, they're going to find out. And I'm going to make sure. Amen. Well, I'm I'm definitely sold. I wanted to go last year. Um, I just couldn't. Had a lot of other business stuff already tied up. Um, but I will say real quick before I get to this last part, and to me is probably one of the most important parts. If it wasn't for me attending my first conference back in 2014 – we may not be doing this podcast. You guys will probably be doing a podcast, but all the connections I made all started with going to conferences and the people that I met and starting our own conference and all these different things. If you go, Jason always says, every time we do an event, meet, meet two to three, four or five people, make a connection, make a friend. That's what Jason says all the time. I'm telling you guys, we will say it every single time. If you do that, you're going to level up. If you get into a room full of people that are all trying to level up, everybody's going to raise race to the top. And that's just super, super key. Now, Vance, I, I want to end on this. If you're not already sold and you're listening, this will probably sell you. So talk about how much money and charity you raised for the event, because that's that's a pretty big deal here. So what we did is every event gets tied to some cause, right? We want, when we come together, we want to make sure that we have some kind of universal connected voice that we're working on something together to show what we can do. And these coaches who think they can't do much because they're a PT or whatever, these events we like to, so we partnered with the, the, the number one hospital in the world now, Cincinnati Children's or in the United States, Cincinnati Children's, because they're creating a pilot program where uh, basically, they bring families in, children that are suffering from obesity. They bring them in for, it's a, it's a, they'll follow them for years. They teach them how to eat. They give them the gym access. They work through the home. They give them recipes. They stay with them. They, they treat any of their conditions from the obesity. 
And it's really a new way of, of dealing with obesity unlike ever before than just seeing them in a visit, giving them a couple meds, because that's not going to beat the enemy, right? And so unfortunately, COVID shut down the camps that they would take them to and the whole project. And they needed exactly $30,000 to get it up and running. Because the funny thing is, all these um, not-for-profits, they'll fund the drugs, right? They'll fund the new buildings, but they won't fund lifestyle disease. Of course. Right? So they were left out in the cold and all these kids got displaced. You know, a lot of these kids, the worst place is the home, yep. right? And so we said, we're going to do something about this. And, I, and I'll tell you, John, I was in the room and I told those people, I said, I'm going to get your money. And I had no idea. If I, I didn't even have one ticket sold yet. You know what I mean? But I set the intention. I said, I'm going to set the expectation now and it's going to force me to find it, right? And when ticket sales weren't doing that great because you go through troughs and I don't even know if I have the money to cover it. Plus, I've got to cover this 30 grand now that I said I was going to do for these people. I'm like, no, we're going to figure this out and get there. And so we did a fundraiser event. And that's why if you do events like these, make sure you've got a lot of networking opportunities. We did a Saturday night gala. Everybody came dressed up. We did a fundraiser. We didn't just raise the 30,000. We beat it by 10,000 and helped launch next year's projects on top of it. The camps are actually launching back up. We did a big event with Cincinnati Children. They're bringing hundreds of kids back. Uh, the camps will be up and launched, uh, I think, in about two months. And the rest of the project has already kicked back in. And that's what shows what a lot of people, when we get together, what we can do uh, as, as, a, as a peer group uh, and as people committed to change in other people's lives. I love it. Um, like I said, if you're not sold, check out the show notes, check out the links. Kayla is going to have them all in there. Vince, thanks, thanks for taking the time, man, to come on. This is, this is fun. We don't get to do this often. We're all talking about hormones or training and diet and stuff like this. Like this is fun to see a different snapshot. And I know there's people out there. You never know. They're listening that they could host their own conference someday, or they could right. speak for the first time. And, you know, we all start somewhere and I think it's crucial to kind of show the successful people behind the scenes and kind of where you came from. So thank you. That's right. Well, John, you were a part of that, man. And we, we, you know, let's, let's work together maybe on this next one. Huh? We'll talk. hundred percent. All right. We'll see you guys. Have a good see one. Guys. Thanks for having me, buddy.